Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Star Wars, The Force of Evil, New Power of Girls, and Samurai Jack, among others. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hello. Today, Sam and I will be looking back on the 2006 anime series by Gonzo. Welcome to the NHK. Woo! Uh, yeah. Yay! Yeah, Sam and I have wanted to talk about this show for a while, one of our mutual favorite animes, so it's going to be good to get into it. This is a patron, uh, patron reward for our patron, Ryan, a.k.a. Brian. Um, so, Ryan, thank you uh, for all of your sports, as always, and all of our patrons. Um this uh the rewards are changing up but you can still see so you probably won't be able to get this exact one but you can see all of our patron rewards at patreon.com slash overly animated um and even if not i'm always open to suggestions on on uh content we should cover but we're going to be getting into welcome to the nhk here i'm going to say this is uh, i'm going to give like an explicit warning on this one because uh this, this show is very dark topics, so I'm just like I don't know, like not. Allowing, I meant to ask that before. Yeah, like, not allowing curse. not allowing cursing seems stupid when we're going to be discussing suicide and stuff. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah trigger <laughs> warnings for a lot of stuff to, as well because that's suicide. What, yeah, that's abuse. what the series. That's what the series is. So yeah. Um, so let's let's start getting into this. So if you haven't seen the show, we're going to get into spoilers, but um, it'll. We're not going to, it'll get gradual as we've gone along. Also, this is say an 11 year old anime, um, based off like a 20 year old book. So, yeah, so, it's yeah, you should probably, if you haven't seen it by now, like, yeah, I mean, we'll tell you what it's about. It's, yeah, so it's based on a novel, it's based on a manga, which was based on a novel. Um, hashtag anime. <laughs> That's what, <laughs> yeah, a light novel that was a manga. I don't, I don't even, I don't think it was a light novel. I think it was just I a think neg- I think- I'm sure there was a light novel. I think it might have just been a regular novel. I'm a little unclear on the difference. We don't really have light no. novels here. Anyway, um, so my history with Welcome to NHK, I saw this series um, pretty close to when it came out, probably sometime in the 2006-2010 range, which was like my golden years for anime. <laughs> That's like when I really... That was like everybody's golden years. Well, at least I, guess, I guess people age. our age, because when we were like edgy like high schoolers. Um, I, I, I was anime at that point by the way you were over anime so you had your uh, naruto phase in middle school is that what that was no i i was in the dragon ball z i skipped naruto i got back into it yeah i was also into dbz that was like elementary school yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. yeah, we should have talked about DBZ at some point. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is one of my, so I really kept track of all the like hot animes like during that time and I'm really out of it now, but I could probably tell you about any <laughs> anime in that time range. And, um, welcome to the NHK was certainly prominent and talked about a lot, um, by a lot of the like American anime community. And, um, I watched the show and, uh, I really loved this. Uh, it's always been in my top 10 animes of all time. Um, and then uh, at some point I recommended this to Sam because this seems like a slam dunk, I feel like for, uh, you know, for Sam, Sam's edgy and this anime is edgy. So thank you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Sam, what did you think? Yeah. Yes. It was in like a 2013, 2012. Yeah. That that you recommended this to me or that I actually watched it. Yeah, I was, I was, I, my first instinct was like, that seems like it should have been before that, but that was, no, that was was five years ago now. So yeah, it was winter break, my freshman year of college. Oh, that's a good time for this. Yeah. Very, so the edgy time. Yeah. Um, I I specifically remember watching it in that bedroom that I was living in at the time. Yeah. I've had that before. I like, you remember doing something in a certain place. Usually I don't have that with shows, but I, I understand. Yeah. 
Um, anyway. So what did you think of the show when you first watched it? And uh, what did you like? When's the last time you saw it? And what do you think of it now? Oh, I re- I loved it. I just, I recall the first time I saw it. Um, that was when I was really starting to get into media that I can relate to more. I guess you would say, like at that point, you know, I was what like eighteen years old, and I was like, oh, I'm me, and I'm trying to figure out who I am, and blah blah blah, and. You know, Dylan was like, hey, Sam, this, like, this seems up your alley. I was like, okay. And then I, like, binged watched the whole entire thing in one day or something like that. And I really loved it. And it was amazing. And then I I didn't really forget about it. But then, you know, I just, like, eh, you know, 23, 24-episode anime that ended at that point, like, well, like, six years ago. You know, didn't have to, like, keep up with it anymore. But then uh, this past fall, so fall 2016, I decided to rewatch it. And again, I like pretty much binge watched it in like two or three days. <laughs> and I still really loved it. I found even more about it that I really resonated with me and that I can really like connect with even more so than my initial watch. And seeing as how that was, I don't know, maybe... Uh, what four or five months ago so that's pretty recent i still have pretty high opinions on this yeah yeah nice um yeah i've i saw it uh you know close to when it came out and maybe i rewatched it a few years later but i hadn't seen it in a while um i didn't rewatch the whole thing before now but i did watch the first two episodes then the last two episodes you didn't watch the middle two that i guess no i didn't get to that no i yeah. yeah, if I mean, if I was going to watch a fifth and sixth, it would have been those two, but I didn't. Um, and uh, so I'm going to refer to defer to Sam on like content <laughs> from the middle of the show in case I don't remember. Of it. course, I do like this is one of the shows that like it's weird. I I like remember my opinions of this show. So a lot of the opinions of the series as a whole are going to be like uh, my opinions from, you know, five plus years ago. So warning on that. These are not, you know, I'm a different person now, but I still do you ever have that where like you remember what you thought about something? Yeah, yeah, I do. And I'm like, oh my God, how did I ever think that? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, such, like, yeah. I'm embarrassed by my past. Yeah, so. I mean, I've had that too, but I'm also like, uh, I'm fine with some of the things I think about this show, so I'm just going to repeat them. But, like, I don't even know if I would believe that anymore if I watched the whole show. But I did watch the first and last two. The last episode is really fantastic. Uh, yeah, the I last agree. The last two in general. Um, just really, really great. Uh, yeah, and I think this show is particularly notable because of um, all the dark stuff it gets into, which is uh, the, like, really uh, societally, like, uh, taboo stuff. Um, and the show kind of genuinely discusses it in a way that is pretty real. Um, I agree. Yeah, and this is stuff that I feel like people like Sam and I don't think is ever discussed in a real way by, like, uh, widespread media type of thing. Totally, especially, like, God, it's like, yeah, it's like such a, like a godsend to have something like this, especially something so accessible, at least in terms of, like, the internet age. I mean... You know, God forbid there's ever going to be, like, a movie about, you know, something like this. Because, you know, this stuff isn't, like, built for, like, a widespread consumable audience, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, I, feel like, I feel like with anime, like, there's, like, a lot of stuff that, like, I don't know. Like, there's, like, so many anime. What's the pro anime? Animes? 
with the there's, so, yeah. there's, so, yeah. there's so many of them and there's so many topics and there's so much variety out there that like you know it's it's amazing that we can have this yeah it's it's really nice that especially a country like japan which is potentially has even more taboos than us um although maybe they're more open with this type of stuff it doesn't seem like it uh, yeah know. it doesn't seem like it <laughs> but it yeah it is really really nice that this is first of all that's an you know like a novel um which makes sense uh but then it can get adapted into a wide anime by like a big studio i think is really great and then it can be dubbed in english so my yeah. oh yeah i've never seen the dub i've only ever watched really it. the dub is really good actually. okay maybe I, I, I don't I, yeah i feel like i was more of I would a say, okay i would say the dub is like one of the best dubs nice yeah, as somebody who pretty much exclusively watches yeah. dubs, to I, re- spite I rewatched it as a, as a sub, um, but I don't remember what I originally watched it as. Uh, what did you rewatch it as? Dub. Okay, cool. I don't. Um, I don't think I've ever. Okay, I've seen like a couple episodes of the sub, and I was like, mm. I mean, so I, I like the dub better. Um, I mean, they, they keep all the, like the lingo, like hikikomori. Neat. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That, yeah, that's, yeah, H, that's like essential. what NHK stands for, except they actually they call it Japan, and it's just like yeah. it doesn't actually. You you have a lot of uh, angry pitchforks anime fans coming after you after. I don't really care. I, I mean, like I literally only watch. I literally only watch dubs because it annoys those people. <laughs> Yeah, I feel That's that. That's why I do that. <laughs> Super subs, subs are better people, yeah. Uh, that being said, I haven't seen it dub in forever, so what do I know? Um, so let's let's get into... Yeah, I mean, we're already talking about it. So, um, like, so sp- this show specifically, I think the most notable thing about it is um, it's, it's uh, the fact that it's about mental illness and not just like, oh, I'm sad. Like, pretty heavy mental illness stuff. Um, you know, potentially schizophrenia stuff to be like, I don't know if that's, you know, what, what we're specifically getting into, but there's like clear, like hallucinations and delusions and stuff like that. Um, pretty heavy depression, like suicide. The finale is all about suicide (laughs) and, uh, and I, I assume other things in the middle, which I don't even remember. Yeah. There's like this, there's the, there's suicide like all throughout. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Especially uh, like uh, those middle two episodes I told you to watch about the offline meeting. Yeah, yeah. I, I read I read descriptions and stuff. Um, and uh, the and it also gets into this uh, concept of uh, hikikomori. Um, this is like the hikikomori anime kind of, uh, and it like yeah, to- I I didn't know that thing was a thing before this. So yeah, um, it it really yeah, it's. It, it's like it, it it was a thing like when this was out like years ago and it still is like it's not it's not like a revolutionary new concept to the west but yeah you'll still see anim- and articles on like major news sites every once in a while like japan's hikikomori problem and like it's like wow what a revelation but yeah yeah so for those who don't know hikikomori is like basically like really well you know ag- agoraphobia uh, uh, yeah, it's just it's agoraphobia just- Phobia. I can't yeah. say that word. Basically, yeah. fear of like leaving your house. Yeah, it's just extreme shut-ins, basically. Yeah, in, basically. In yeah. I mean, I assume most people know this who've because they've watched the show, but probably. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, and getting into that and treating it in a in 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 a real way as well. Um, yeah, I think one of the best things the show does is it doesn't uh, delegitimize anything it talks about, and it really treats it seriously. Like even uh, Hikikomori, which is. Uh, like people those people are like looked down upon in japan um i don't think the main character is treated like with disdain like by the lens of the show ever yeah uh, I, it's it's more just like pres- showing his struggle and stuff like that i don't know there there are some parts where he just 
there's like a whole like otaku arc yeah <laughs> like, yeah a whole bunch of stuff where it's just like eh, this guy's kind of weird but yeah you I know mean, but like that's not obviously that's not what you're talking about you're talking about more like the serious stuff yeah i the show goes on i remember yeah the show goes on a lot of different uh arcs in the middle ended uh, like every anime and it gets into other like subcultures of japan uh, including otaku stuff for sure they like make a visual novel so um the net okay <laughs> and uh it's yeah what i didn't i was like oh that happened i so my so i think the that's show's, like the main plot of the show yeah like from I, like I, episode two to like episode like 21 that's what they're doing yeah it's pretty interesting i think the show is great um my big talking point that my 10 year old opinion on the show is that uh much like a lot of animes that are this long that are 24 episodes as opposed to 12 episodes um it like loses sight of its overall uh concept in the middle it moves on too many arcs that um aren't as good as uh the main point of the show and it maybe loses sight of the uh the uh, uh really interesting kind of mental illness stuff that it's it's getting into um with uh all this the characters that aren't ultimately important and the uh the activities that aren't relevant to the beginning or end of of the show yeah i agree i mean i i found myself on rewatch wishing that it was more concise because there's just like it, it feels like i don't know sort of like a comic book almost like we have introductions and arcs that get wrapped up pretty almost neatly i would say like uh the whole pyramid scheme arc with uh the class representative who's like trying to like the like his uh sato's like former class rep back in high school trying to like you know get him into this pyramid scheme and her brother is also hikikimori and he was like catfishing no no that was a different arc (laughs) But they were all playing, like, this MMO together, and it was just all, like, a lot of stuff happening, and I think a thing that justifies it narratively is, like, it's all happening pretty much within, like, a year, year and a half, something like that. So it's, like, on, like, a concise timeline, and it's not just, like, random shots of plot out into the ether. So in that, I can, like, relate where, you know, you get into stuff and, like, different events at different times in your life in a year whatever but still like in terms of like a 24 episode narrative i definitely agree that it did lose sight of the overall plot but do you you think um when it gets into those arcs it loses the uh the the power of its main commentary on things like suicide and depression no okay because it, it it definitely with most of the arcs it gets brought up Okay. Yeah. I think I think that's the best way to do that. I basically I think that the general um default anime structure this is this is a problem with that in general. Um when you base things off of mangas and visual novels, uh you you and you don't adapt them into like a linear narrative. It's uh it, it just creates uh kind of the segmented uh these segmented seasons which I think um don't work as well as more of a uh uh straight line narrative um it's a very common problem with with animes i mean it's 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 not i like i call it a problem it's more just the reality it's just like how it works i don't yeah i'd prefer it didn't work that way but i don't know i don't know we're in the west and you know yeah, we have a different perspective so um let's talk about uh some stuff i have notes let's talk about uh tatsuhiro to start um the hikikomori lead um What's uh? What are your I don't know overall thoughts on him? 
Uh, he's an interesting guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot like his. He gets like really into things like a lot. Like he that he deletes his OS on his computer for porn. <laughs> like he down like at some point in like one of the earlier episodes, he da- he gets like addicted to porn, and he downloads so much of it that he deletes his OS, and like. And he, like, you know, gets addicted to an MMO later, and he, like, doesn't leave his room for, like, months. Well, obviously, he's a Hikikomori, but, like, at that point in the series, he was making strides to, like, you know, recovery, but that was just, like, a complete stunt. And, like, he has, like, a whole otaku thing in the beginning, and just, like, a whole lot of stuff. And, you know, he's a little bit of a pervert as well. And... I don't know. Well, I don't know if he and I would personally be friends. I enjoy <laughs> I, I enjoy watching him, and I can definitely relate to the things that he says. Uh, stuff with, like, you know, conspiracies, and, you know, obviously being, like, really depressed and anxious and, you know, suicidal at points, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So, it's... While it isn't, like, a complete one-to-one, and obviously that's not, like, you know, you can't like n- no character is going to be a complete one-to-one list like you create like an author avatar for yourself um but you know i th- there there are like the main overarching points about him that i can definitely relate to and that i like and that i really enjoyed seeing on the screen yeah <laughs> yeah um I, I want that to be a preamble to you discussing every character is well i don't know if i would personally be friends <laughs> with them Okay, there are a couple characters that I think I would personally be friends with. So. Well, I don't know if I would personally condone these actions. I I think they're interesting. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't formal. know. I'd, like, I don't have to be friends with him. I mean, he's in Japan. I mean, he's also fictional, but that's you know, true. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Tatsuhiro is interesting. Um, I'm I'm interested in getting into his uh, the mental stuff surrounding him. I think a potential criticism of this show is that. Um, the first two episodes and the last episode wants to paint, or maybe just the first episode, Tatsuhiro as a paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah. Um, and then I don't think, I don't remember the middle of the show doing that at all. Like, no, like, not like, really. Like, no. I feel like the show loses the welcome to the NHK conspiracy. The NHK yeah. conspiracy. It, it, it kind of does. Yeah. I don't have the most in, like intimate knowledge of all types of mental illness. Um, I do know that the extreme, uh, like hallucinations and paranoid and like paranoid delusions that he has are not are like they're they're not like things typically associated with with um light uh thing you know like this is this is heavy yeah. stuff like he's i don't think it's something that like he loses sight of because he walks out the door and does yeah stuff. so well there are points where he like goes on like you know grand rambles that he does like in the first episode but like definitely like the hallucinations and like you know seeing as like a fridge and stuff talking like yeah that doesn't really happen too much more until the last episodes um after like you know all of his friends pretty much leave him and stuff uh i don't know yeah it's definitely not like a light thing and i don't think this would like automatically just like go away by itself i think in terms of that like the hallucinations and stuff not so much the delusions, because the delusions are still there. I mean, that stuff is just... The hallucinations, they seem more, um, like, narrative-driven. Like, when the plot calls for it, it comes. Yeah. I, I, I do think it's... Uh, I do think it's interesting to present this character 
uh, who who's just got these kind of extreme things, but it's it's a little bit in his own head. Like, I don't think that's really how it works, um, but I do think it's kind of interesting that... Um, what do you mean? You know, it's... At the end of the, the end of it uh, is... The, the last episode's pretty interesting in how he... Um, he manufactures, question mark, uh, brings back his conspiracy thing in order to save uh, Misaki. And... Um, I don't know, stuff like that. Like, the fact that it gets uh, turned off to a certain extent when he does stuff. Uh, I, you know, I, I think I think it's interesting. Um, it uh, is, but at the same time, like, I can definitely say at points in my life, you know, there have been points where, you know, I've been less of that way, you know, less, you know, kind of weird, for lack of a better term, when I'm around other people and there's other stuff going on and I'm not, not just, like, sitting in my room, you know what I mean? So basically, yeah. the idea there is like, like activity and like yeah stuff like that breeds you know something to do and like less time in your head. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think it captures that really well. That's a great way of saying what I was I was trying to get at. Yeah, I agree with that. Like if you're cooped up in you know alone, I think uh, it stuff builds up and it's uh, lessened even if it doesn't go away. So maybe the show does a good job of portraying it not going away completely. I could have used some more of the NHK Gremlins throughout the series, um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I think it mostly does a, a very good job with that and like how his interactions and just, you know, doing, doing things, uh, help, uh, help with his mental state. Um, yeah, I find, uh, I find his character to pretty interesting. We'll, we'll come back to him. So let's, uh, I want to talk about, um, Misaki and I love her. Yeah. I really love Misaki. Um, she's one of my favorite characters. I we think. probably wouldn't personally be friends either, but I really like her. Well, we, per- well, we probably personally would not be friends. I think I I'd think be- that, and, like, I see a lot of myself in her. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I, I think I'd be friends with Misaki. She's awesome. Um, so I think the really interesting thing about her is the portrayal and that she's kind of like a twist character where, uh, she's a lot of things. Uh, she's, kind of vaguely presented throughout the series maybe she does some things in the middle and then it's like the reveal of her backstory and the fact that she's also going through all this uh tough shit as well um in the you know in the last in the last two episodes um i i find uh her arc at the end of the show extremely effective yeah um, yeah uh what, what do you think of her in general especially her uh you know what what's going on in her head as well um I don't know. I feel like it's very understated in contrast with uh, Tatsuhiro. That's how you say his name, right? Yeah. yeah good. All right. Because the dub calls him Sato, and I don't remember. Really? It does? Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Anyway, Um. yeah, I feel like it's really understated because the whole time where Tatsuhiro and it's like, you know, all of his stuff and Mizaki is just somebody who is trying to like take care of him and has like really mysterious motives. And as it turns out in the end, like, her motives are more driven by, like, her past and, like, her past traumatic experiences. And at least to me, that makes sense. You know, with your when your life is, like, falling apart and, you know, you have had this, like, really impossible childhood and this impossible, like, way that your life has gone by, like, abuse and neglect and just all this like bullshit you know you want to focus on like somebody else and try to fix them so that you don't have to deal with your own problems 
And that's something I can really relate to, definitely. And in the end, you know, it's just she doesn't feel like that's enough. Like she didn't help Satsuhiro enough. Like he helped himself and she didn't really have too much of a hand in that. And so she decides to kill herself. And, you know, while that might may like logically seem really extreme and like, you know, whatever, like that's where she's drawing her worth from, like from this guy that she is trying so desperately to help and in turn just like help themselves, like really without too much of her intervention. You know, she feels worthless and she feels like, you know, what is the point? And that's something that, you know, I can really relate to. And I don't know, it's something really complex that not a lot of media, if any media, any narrative really hits on. Yeah. Yeah. I like you throughout the whole series. You're wondering like, what is up with this experiment and her uh, contracts and stuff. And, um, the second to last episode really like explicitly portrays that this is, uh, where she's drawing her worth from. Um, and, uh, there's this one scene in the second to last episode where, uh, she tries to present him with this, uh, with this, what is it? This contract about contract um, about like, you know, being together, being together. Yeah. And, um, it's so good. That scene is so good. Like, uh, just her t- the talking about, uh, loneliness and getting into that. Um, and, uh, just her just character breaking down because it was so predicated on, uh, you know, her bossing Tatsuhiro around and, um, just yeah. drawing, drawing her worth from there. I agree. That's not something that I've, I can think of that has been portrayed elsewhere. Um, and uh yeah i just love that scene i love her just like desperately trying to communicate it through a contract is like one of the only ways she can and then it comes back at the end in one of the last scenes um yeah just uh this it's putting these reveals like this off um is uh it's it's uh it's it's narratively like risky because you don't like this is the best part of uh, Misaki is her in the last two episodes um and you don't get that most of the series it's like a twenty four episode series um but I I still think she's interesting through the rest um it's just like you really understand her at the end and uh, I think what we do get uh, especially at the end is uh, is really effective and um, I think it's. The, their motivations i think are presented really well with the backstory and it gets into it um with her trying to commit suicide at the end at the last episode um and then um you know uh tatsuhiro solving it in his own stupid way um but the, like trying to kill himself by trying to kill himself <laughs> but the important part is uh showing uh like trying to like restore that worth i guess that she but like in a more genuine way through like them actually having a bond type of thing um we just needed a lot of therapy yeah whereas uh not that i really agree with therapy as a whole but like yeah i feel like there's probably a tv tropes uh tag uh this could be this could all be solved with therapy like that like why yeah don't, probably why, but this 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 all the characters in this show like, that's, why? that's like a cultural thing too i like i don't really think the Japanese are really too interested in talking about mental health issues. Yeah, it's possible that's less of a thing uh, there, but I don't really less know. Less of a thing, like, yeah, but yeah. I don't, yeah, that's always the impression. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think uh, Misaki is, 
is really fascinating. Um, I think this is kind of a common character arc in, in animes and Japanese media is putting like a big twist and uh, like throughout the whole show, show structure onto this, uh, the female lead at the end and um, in like developing her by like making all that all come together through, through the, the female character who um, a lot of times is like the ultimate love interest. And um, it's like really emblematic of, Japanese media's uh do uh, this is a topic I've been you know I'm I've been like I've talked about in different forms a lot of like the duality of feminism in in Japanese media and how it's like wow it's really feminist that uh this the female lead is like what it all comes down to but it's also just the object of affection at the end and like the sexualization and I think NHK gets the best of it without having any of that uh type of romance stuff at the end because it's it's like yeah they kind of end up together at the end but it's 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 like makes a really good choice in just not focusing on it like we don't just have like a grand kiss between them it actually would have been really satisfying i think like you really want that <laughs> in the last episode um because you just get so attached to misaki and and tatsuya like it's it's uh but um just the way it's presented uh you 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 get a lot of uh the best of this this trope stuff without 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 the worst i think um, yeah there's some like iffy parts there but, uh, again I mean, it's it's just like you know tatsuhiro just being weird yeah i mean Pervy guy, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, just jacking <laughs> off. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. That was. I guess I was in the middle. I don't. Remember. Oh my god! You, you should like. I was watching some videos earlier that were just like going like you know, frame by frame, trying to prove when he was like jacking off. Like <laughs> why? Using like visual storytelling, like without like showing him doing it, but like seeing like um, you know visual clues yeah. and like okay. parallels and stuff. Anyway. Oh yeah, I guess he does do that at some point during the episode. He has a watch. lot yeah. of tissues. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they. Yeah, no, they did that. Um, yeah, I, I, I think she's great. I think the last episode is great with um, just how blatantly it revolves around them trying to kill themselves, and um, it's just gorgeous. Uh, I, I, I think it really it tra- incorporates the, uh, the like uh, delusions aspects well. Um, and it's it's not it doesn't jump out at you as making a specific point. I think um in terms of how it's it's uh included in like how he tries to kill himself at like through this these uh delusions and um it, like nothing like jumps super profound jumps out of you but it's just all very satisfying in how it's presented towards um th- this uh this climax which is, relates to all this um all this stuff and also towards uh the emotional connection we get into with misaki at the end um yeah yeah i just i re- yeah i think the last episode's super super good yeah 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 um, i agree and, yeah any stuff that stands out from the non-important first episodes ah. last episode stuff like do you want to comment on uh the the senpai the the older girl um like, yeah uh, so i want to comment on uh the senpai arc specifically mm-hmm. like that's like a second like overarching thing specifically the offline meeting thing that i've been talking about it's episodes 11 and 12 ish i don't know basically uh Tassiro senpai from high school she's sad and etc and she invites Tassiro to this quote-unquote offline meeting basically like this like chat room of people that she met online that want to kill themselves so they like go to like an island when the guy when the guys owns and you know they decide like spend like a beautiful day together and at the end of it they're all planning to kill themselves and you know Tassiro doesn't realize this until like it's nightfall and then he has 
has to like he doesn't have to, but he talks like everybody out of it. Everybody out of it in like that little group. But then he in turn becomes really depressed and he's the one who like almost kills himself again. Uh but you know, it obviously doesn't happen because that's like episode twelve and, and twenty four episode thing. Uh, so that's one of the things I don't, that I found really, I guess, remarkable. And I don't want to say it's foreshadowing for the ending episode, but it has like a similar sort of parallel to. There's a scene when Tatsuro is like on the cliff, like ready to jump, and uh, Mizaki and. Uh, Tatsuro's neighbor, whose name I don't remember that we should probably bring up. Uh, Yamazaki? Yamazaki. Yamazaki, yeah. That's, that's the guy's name, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. Yep. But yeah. Uh, you know, they, they like made it there on, by a boat, and she's like, Mizaki, that's goddammit, I don't remember her name. <laughs> All these Japanese names, I can't remember them, I'm sorry. But uh, she's like yelling at him. Through like a megaphone, you know, you are like a worthless piece of shit, but you can't heal yourself because I need to help you and stuff like that. And that's like a nice little like parallel between that like dialogue on the cliff in contrast or like running parallel to the other dialogue on the cliff in the snow at the end. Uh, so that's one thing yeah. I thought was really interesting. Nice. Um, any comments on uh, Yamazaki or on um, he reminded uh, me of you <laughs> rude no, a, I'm sorry Dylan but you know I love you yeah I, he reminds me of me too so it's good but, okay, Dylan is not like a like all out like otaku he's not playing an anime theme song over and over and over again <laughs> as far as I know yeah that was such a weird uh, That's it's always so weird um, the show has it's uh, sub it's like sub show um uh pudu pudu pudin um which is I guess uh, she's a cat girl, right? <laughs> yeah. It's there's a lot of uh, a lot of famous uh fake animes within animes. So, uh pudu pudu pudin I think is pretty notable. Um yeah, I don't know any other arcs arcs or characters that stand out to you want to quickly comment on? Uh, I just want to say it reminded me of you because like he's he's a, a little little bit more level-headed than the other two. And you know, he has like logic and you know, he's nice, and uh, Dylan's nice, and I love Dylan, awesome. so Thank there you, you go. Thank you. Um, not really. I mean, I think we pretty much said all of it, like the visual novel, the otaku stuff, the porn stuff, the suicide, all that stuff. His Tatsuro's mom comes, and he and Mizaki have to, like, pretend to be boyfriend-girlfriend, and they, like, almost kiss, and, and it's, like, whatever. Yeah. Do you ship it? Nah. The correct answer is yes. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I wish Mizaki was gay, but you know, that's not gonna, that's not gonna happen. Um. Yeah, I think, I think the ending with the, the contract is kind of like there, <laughs> like uh, the way at the end, it's um, what do they say? The uh, the hostage type thing where they're they're always gonna they have to stay alive for each other i think it's a really fitting end i don't know okay so i know like logically that's like a hostage sort of thing but you know i think that's like hostage ah. is in context that's a word that comes up a lot in animes for these to this type of thing i guess but i i feel like you know that's more just like like you said earlier like she can't really find the words or like another way to express how she feels so she has to do it via contract yeah 
But, you know, it's sort of like, you know, that they'll have each other's backs and that they'll go through life's, like, shit together. Yeah. And I think that's a really sweet sentiment. You know, that's, that's like a promise. And, like, I don't know, that makes me feel... That's, that makes me feel a way that yeah. I wish I felt in real life, but I do not. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's really good. Uh, it's really feel a good feeling ending. And um, while you want them to have like some sort of romantic thing, this is like the most fitting thing for for the two of them, and they're screwed up. So I think Misaki's cute, by the way. Misaki, yeah, I think she. Yeah, I also think she's cute. So I like her good. hair, and I like that she wears like a long sleeve like baseball shirt with like shorts with like a skirt mm. that's i wear that often the show's animation i think is ends up being kind of perfect for what it is it doesn't look good in t- uh, 10 years later but i think it's like it's oh, kind of i th- i i like the animation style it's like a simple then again the, the the uh yeah no i think it's great for for what the show is and i think um also the climax within the snow on top of the mountain is looks incredible it's simple not ugly yeah i agree i agree i think it's uh simple and a little um like hard hard lines i don't know how to describe yeah. that better, nobody but. has like blue hair or pink hair or anything uh, like the, I, nobody, nobody's the anime protagonist i assume Prin has some sort <laughs> okay. of colored hair all right well she is like an anime within an anime she that doesn't an count an, she, she is an anime yeah agreed um so yeah uh i think welcome to nhk really holds up um, still in my top ten of animes, I'd say. Agree that that's my number one because I don't really watch a lot. Okay, no, I lied. Cowboy Bebop is number one because I've said that before. So, welcome to NHK is number two. Okay, yeah, thumbs up. I think it's probably in my anywhere between four and eight for me. I don't know. There you watch a lot of anime, Dylan. I used to. I haven't really stayed I up with it. Still watch Not a good really. amount. I haven't really seen anything recently, but. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. This, this, this I, I did enjoy watching some episodes of the show, and I would recommend checking it out again if you like. Oh yeah, that show, and you hadn't seen it in a while. So let us know your your comments, your experiences with the show in uh, the comments, YouTube comments, or um, anywhere else. Check us out overlyanimated.com, and uh, you can uh, post there. Um, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thank you very much to all of our patrons, especially our page in the podcast, which I already mentioned, uh, Ryan, AK Brian, this is his, his patron reward podcast. Yeah. Yay. Thanks. Yeah. I yeah. really wanted to talk about this and I was going to write an article like months ago, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's I'll good, still write one. This is a good article show. <laughs> it's very, yeah. Very, but then I was like, oh, I don't it has the discourse TM so I can, you can get into it. Yeah. Well, the disc, I, I'd be on the wrong quote unquote wrong side of that discourse. Well, so no, it's, well, we can, prom- we can promote the wrong side. So that's fine. But, um, yeah, I mean, we only get into the, you know, it's, it's what the show gets into, I think is, is yeah. fine. but, um, yeah. So, uh, glad to revisit the show and, um, I think, I, I think people still talk about it. I think it's still relevant. And um, I think so too, as long as people feel like alone and anxious and yes, which isolated, they will, which we always will because, um, uh, that is humanity. Yeah, and society. Awful. And society. Yeah. There you go at the end. I know, I just uh, I, I want to say before we end, like, you know, uh like I'm not really one to like advocate for like, you know, mental health stuff, at least not in my personal life. But I wanna say, like, you know, if you feel like alone and, you know, like, you know, life doesn't matter and like, you know, that you want to kill yourself or you're depressed, anxious, et cetera, you know, there's always resources for you if you so choose to use them. You know, you know, suicide hotlines, chat rooms, texts, emails, all that good stuff. You know, Google, 
definitely has some stuff like that. Reach out to a friend if you need. Uh, if you don't have a friend, you can always reach out to us. I'm going to put that in there. You can reach out to me personally if you want. You know, there's always, you know, people to talk to who want to listen to you. And, you know, if you, if you need that, you know, there's always somebody. I Like, I guarantee it. Even if it's just, like, me or Dylan or, like, somebody who you don't really know. But you know, just know that there's somebody who probably cares about you out there. Yeah, thumbs up. And I think that's the show kind of subtly gets into that in its own way with it's like um, one other person can have all the effect in the world on yeah. you, you know, which I think is, is, is really good. Okay, good, good stuff, Sam. So, Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to know. put that little disclaimer because we're talking about sensitive topics here, Dylan. Yeah, there's that's the trigger warning for the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> sensitive topics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, thanks for thanks for listening to this, guys. Um, check out our other stuff, com, and we'll have other stuff whenever this comes up. But yeah, yeah. who knows when this who is knows, who knows up. when. But um, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.